So my friends asked when I started telling them about how much I would love to normalize talking about wholeness and sexuality was, what do you mean you would like to normalize sexuality? Hmm. It's interesting how between the words wholeness and sexuality, the word sexuality stuck the most. Wello, and seen a wholeness? Hold that thought. Wholeness, by the way, is general wellness. Awareness in the mind plus a strong body equals a happy heart. I realize that wellness is a deep topic that covers much more than what I intend to cover. Frankly, if it's not coming from personal experience and has contributed to my own growth, then I will not be talking about it. I mentioned in the first episode that boundaries were violated in my place of work. That hurt my mental wellness. Work is income. And when that is threatened, your world can feel like it's falling apart. Wallahu alam, mine sure felt like it did for the longest time. How can you please a boss who doesn't want to support an employee keen to develop? Without a doubt, my insecurities became obvious, and two bosses in particular practiced power ruthlessly. I felt stuck. I operated on autopilot and found comfort in food and spending the money I was earning excessively, which hurt my savings and that made me feel really bad. It's crazy how food can suppress your emotions and spending money is a fantastic temporary distraction. I became disconnected with myself and I know many people can resonate with this statement. I carried myself poorly and it made my soul heavy. I was living inside of my head and feeding my fears. I needed my job to survive and support myself and to help out my family. And I was willing to do anything to hold on to that security called a job. What else could I do? Apparently, much more than I thought I could. You can't control other people and their reactions. It's impossible. But you can work with your own. And notice I said work with, I did not say control. Unfortunately, I focused too much on dodging the bullets that I became a pleaser and we all know that no one looks good doing that. I looked for validation outside of myself. I was not being authentic. I waited for my boss to have a good day so my self-worth would increase. But that was short-lived. Because people feel your energy and the price tag you put on yourself. And they treat you accordingly. Instead of reflecting and embracing my sadness and my shame to get out of the state of mind I was in, I numbed my feelings and turned outwards for love. On the flip side, I dated really good-looking people, but the quality of the relationships were generally poor. Somehow, a good start ended up sour very quickly, and I held on because I was seeking what I lacked. Validation, love, and security. And I pretty much got none of those most of the time. The formula turned out to be simpler than what I thought when I stopped resisting the law of nature. Healing happens slowly, but if you're not in that place where you're able to recognize emotions for what they are and not what your ego tells you, then you can't call yourself out and improve. The ego protects you by taking you into victim mode and defense mode and a whole lot of other places because it's less painful than calling yourself out and getting out of your comfort zone and changing. Remember, change is like giving birth. It's a painful process. I think what contributed to my failure over and over again was that I focused on fixing one part of my life, my emotional eating, and I overlooked all the other parts that were triggering it. I wasn't working on myself as a whole. I thought if I looked good, then I would feel good. 
I had the right idea, but I went about it the wrong way. It was actually reversed. I needed to feel good first. I took the punches because I was too attached to the idea of security. I sold my authenticity for the emotions I was lacking. And I lost on every level because anything that is not right is not sustainable. That's the law of life. لا يصح إلا صحيح. What I should have done was process my emotions without judgment and be okay with the shame and the sadness and the fear and the anger inside of me. I wish I journaled more about them to understand them. Because the more you understand yourself, the better you manage your emotions. In other words, I did not own them. Had I done that, I would have acted from a place of awareness instead of survival. But I did none of those because I did not know such a method existed. What I knew instead was spending my time and money in Carrefour, Spinney's, and I knew all the food aisles. And I went nuts. They were my house of worship. Of course, fast forward, I moved on to better jobs. But somehow, I still attracted control freaks, whether they were seniors, clients, lovers, and eventually a business partner. And I recognize now that they are what they are. No one is perfect. But my energy... And what I allowed in, how I spoke and carried myself, were all an open invitation for them to feel that they had no boundaries with me. Because I did not draw these boundaries to begin with. And this is what they mean when they say, change starts from within. By the way, I struggled for a few years with my business partner. But when I drew the boundaries from a place that felt good within me and not from an aggressive place, Things eventually shifted and we managed each other better. I was killing an old habit and building a new one. And that took a bit of time to be recognized. This doesn't mean we didn't argue or disagree. We sure as held it. But we spoke better to one another and respected our boundaries more. In 2020, during the lockdown, as the world was closing up, my whole world felt like it was closing in. But that's where all the growth happened. And that's another story for another episode. Anyway, I reconnected with an old friend and she became a great support system. She would call me out on everything I stood for. And from there, things started to shift. And all the work I was doing with life coaches started to make sense and fall into place. This is why normalizing wellness is so important to me. Because no one has to go through that without support. If your boss or partner or friend is being an Ibn Haram, that's not your problem. You would know you and act from that place, and you can't go south from there. If my experience has taught me one thing, it's that when you feel good about yourself, you carry yourself differently, and people sense it, and it's attractive as hell. I'll wrap this part of this episode here, and I'll speak more soon. Thank you so much for joining me.